This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hello, it's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey. We're back again after like a week off because sometimes we need a week off. F*** you. Let's talk about our f***ed up lives and eat some Right. Wait, what? I don't know. Poo pie. I'm not going to do that. What I meant was let's forget about our f***ed up lives and talk some Okay. Oh. I thought you we said were, eat. thought we were going to try to do some parkour. Yeah, I don't know. We could eat I, I do like a mud pie blizzard from uh, from Dairy Queen from time to time. There you go. Speaking my language. But uh, I don't know about a poo-poo pie. Uh, cow chip cookie? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. The mud pies. Yeah, cow chips and uh, all the other good stuff. <laughs> I want to send out a special shout-out. Currently, as we record this podcast, I'm staying on our only listener's couch, Tim. No way! Yeah. Oh. So, thanks, Tim. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> That's weird, because you know he's totally going to hear this before you get home, probably. It's true. But yeah, yeah, a couple more nights, and then I have my own f***ing apartment again. Hooray! Hell Congrats. Yeah. You're going to be in Interbay? Yeah, Interbay, which is uh, between downtown and Ballard. It's actually not really a, a neighborhood or anything like that. It, it, it's honestly probably one of the last good neighborhoods in the area. Well, it's cheap. It's cheap yeah. as I'm only now. paying like five fifty for rent. Yeah. It's fucking crazy in Seattle. Yeah, we used to do that, though. I think maybe you just have good luck. Yeah. With, I know Travis. rent and stuff. Travis the virus is the fucking manager. Well, we should all live there. Let's just create our own metal community. For sure. <laughs> I think Ryan's good, though. He's, he's got a pretty decent house. I was going to say, I don't know if that would work out very well. No, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm pretty stoked on my spot. I like my house over in West Seattle, too. I'm good where I'm We're at. We're spread I, out. I don't think your cat would approve another move, man. Dude. Not, especially not to an apartment. Hell no. Well, he's an indoor cat anyway. He would just want to kill everybody that's outside. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been a good week. I was on the men's room all week. It was fun filling in for uh, the Ted Smith, who likes to go out on his uh, forest adventures. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize until this... Him and Ricker. This la- well, this time, this last time around that it's a yearly thing that Ted does. It's like a, a, a commune trip that he goes out in the woods with a bunch of people. It's a vision quest. And they get weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa. That's what they do <laughs> out there. That's what he's, he's out there for a whole week. That's Imagine awesome. Imagine a whole week of getting weird. Cool. Out in the cool. forest. How's the men's room been? It's good, man. Um, it's a f- it's a fun gig. Yeah. Uh, the thing about those guys is that they've got it down to like a literally like a science. So it's cool to learn about how they do it and what they do. And for them, it's just like a thing they do. They yeah. just show up, and it's because it's you know it's so instinctual. Right. They've yeah. got it figured out. So good for them. It's good perfect. For them. It's fun to be around, and like I said, it's just really kind of like you get to sit back and be a part of it at the same time. So. Yeah. It's kind of a mind f- a little bit. I feel right. that. But it's a good show. Yeah. I listen to the men's room on my own time, so it's cool to be a part of it. Absolutely. And you always get people that are like, hey, I heard you on the men's room. It's crazy. Exactly. Like my ex was like, I heard you on the men's room. And I was like, ha ha. Yeah, I did Loud and Local last night. It was pretty sweet. 
I got a uh, loud and local going on next week too. I'm going to have a band called Blood Drugs in the studio. <laughs> That's a great band. Yeah, name. they're actually sweet. They're on Good to Die Records. Nice. Man. Uh, and they're kind of like Fugazi meets Murder City Devils. Interesting. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, shout out to Nick from Good to Die Records. That's a cool little label, man. Yeah, absolutely. Really doing it right. They have some good <laughs> bands on there too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I like Rabbits a lot. That, that band really does it for me. Them and Princess, Sandrider, too. man. Sandrider, Princess. They've got some good ones. Uh, Stuart Deliquist's new band is on there, too. I can't remember. Uh, Brokaw, that's what they're called. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Brokaw. Brokaw's pretty rad, too. Yep, so, yeah, Jolene left uh, the radio station last week. Yeah, that's weird. Her, Jolene's last ride, 11 years of holding Wild. it down. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, but... Uh, you know, more power to her. She's uh, going on to her next adventure. She's officially jobless right now, which is, I don't know, if you have some money saved up, probably probably feels pretty good. Probably yeah. feels pretty uh, good yeah. after. But that's that's uh, a thing, though. That, that that's money a, will run out at yes. some point. Well, that's that's quite the resume she's got, though. Yeah, I, she's I, a smart lady. I don't really think she's going to have any problems finding something else. Yep. That um, she's into. And her fiancé works, too, so, you know. Yeah. It didn't really strike me until a couple of days after. I think it was, ye- well, yesterday. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about the experience of being there for her last show and stuff, and then I, it didn't really strike me until I put myself like in her shoes of being here at the radio station six nights a week during that prime time where you people are usually going out to shows, going out to get dinner, going on dates, having a fun nightlife, blah, 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 blah. Eleven years of that. Um, and I was thinking, man, would I miss it or would I just be so much more pumped to have that life? part of my life back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's bittersweet in that we lose a, a huge musical source of knowledge and her being able to be like, yeah, I was at that show back in, you know, 1995 at such and such and such and being able to rattle off a story about yeah. it. Yeah. But her also being able to just go, oh, finally, you know? So it's, it's we lose her, but she gains her whole fucking life back. Yeah. True, true. So good for her. And I'm sure we'll be seeing her at a lot more shows now that she can actually go out and enjoy Probably not stuff. at first. Yeah. Probably not at first. Well, I mean... She, she'll come back around, but if I were her, she it, she needs like a month. just or, or two even. Yeah. Just decompress, man. Just decompress from the last 10, 11 years. Kind of soak it all in, and it'll honestly change her probably, just like it would change any of us. Oh, yeah. That complete like perspective change on, Absolutely. on life. I remember so. when Kevin Jacober, and he only did Metal Shop Saturday nights, but when Kevin and you know Kevin and Steve, when they left Metal Shop, Kevin said he's just so pumped to go camping, to have a weekend, like a Saturday and a Sunday. Right. So, I, mean, I don't know. But that's only one night a week. I can't imagine doing it five nights and then love local. I mean, I'm not like, I don't, Ryan and I aren't like you in terms of we don't have a standard Monday to Friday job. Yeah. Correct? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? So for I me- wish I didn't. That's not a. Th- that's not something that's gonna ever strike me because I can kind of do whatever I want whenever I want to most of the time. The yeah. only day I have to be around anywhere mm-hmm. is for metal shop. Right. So that's my anchor. In terms of that, is something that I know I need to do. That's right. what I, I wake up on Wednesday and go, okay, how many days left until metal shop? Like that's my weekly thing. Yeah. So for, it's the opposite for me. We'll see. We'll see what happens down the line when we get. I start getting a gray beard like you and. <laughs> hey now, it's not that bad. We start thinking, hmm. I wonder if there's any uh, fine shining upstarts to see who could take over Metal Shop somewhere down the line. Either that, or we're just gonna. Kevin, you want to just do Metal Shop till we die? Have <laughs> 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 the look on his face. I was thinking the first live murder suicide. Oh, yeah, there, there, you, there go. you go. There you Hooray! Go. Making radio history, baby. 
I'm fine with that. Who's going to do what? Actually, I don't even want to hear about it. You're going to kill Let's, me, and then you're going to kill yourself. It'll be a surprise. Because you have all the guns. <laughs> no, That's no, true. no. That no, is you, true. You should both get a triple XL sweatsuits, like full body sweatsuits. Yeah, we got to make this way yeah, more entertaining yeah. than tape that. Em, tape all the, all the holes closed and like fill them with candy. And then you jump off the balcony. And that way when you splat, people will be like, holy sh**, that guy just, oh, <laughs> hey, Snickers. Hey. <laughs> when Ooh, the cop, is that some brain? Ryan, go. when the cop comes... Oh, I'm gonna be <laughs> man. No, when the cop so comes, like it's your fault. You're going to jail. <laughs> when you know the cops coming, whip your dick out and start <laughs> up onto us. It would be the weirdest crime scene just, ever. Just off of the balcony. Yeah. That would be like one of those weird like. Uh, Why is he uh, under the dead guys? What are those weird shows that they have on like CNN and MSNBC where it's like on Saturday night? It's like, oh. It's I don't know. It'd be like unsolved fucking mysteries or yeah. something like Have that. Have visceral discourse uh, playing in the background. One night on a Saturday night in Seattle, a current affair at a radio station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A current affair. And then they dig back deep into our lives, and they're like, one time when Kevin was six, he punched a girl in the mouth with a shovel. I didn't do that, <laughs> but on the first day of kindergarten, I actually threw a rock, a really big rock, because. Uh, I didn't know what pebbles were, <laughs> and someone I was like, "What are you doing?" And they were like throwing pebbles at the girls, and so I picked up this big ass rock and I threw it, <laughs> and it hit her like right in the forehead, like above her eyebrows, and she bled so much. And I just ran inside. You know what's weird about that is when I was four years old at my preschool, I picked up a shovel and accidentally smashed a kid in the forehead and did the exact same thing. Blood uh, right in the forehead. Came in. We are like kindred spirits of a very fucked up nature that's terrible but hey man i guess that's why we're on metal shop in fact uh, i remember saying to one of the people working around here a few few weeks ago they were like why don't you smile i was like i work at fucking metal shop do you want me to blow sunshine and rainbows up your fucking ass day that's not why i'm here so okay maybe that didn't go over too well but it came out of my mouth so <laughs> who knows M- mr rainbows over here yeah i work on metal shop Hey, Ryan. So you're not into rainbows, unicorns, or puppies? Oh, that's right. Ryan just bought his brand new pedal called <laughs> Rainbows, Unicorns, and Puppies. Better be brutal. <laughs> it's going to sound great. Ryan, I was thinking of a new segment for the podcast. Yeah. Could be like a review segment, but not with music, with sex toys. And <laughs> you could be the guy who reviews them. What do you think? <laughs> we could buy you like all these pocket <laughs> and you could just <laughs> go to work and give it a good grade. <laughs> And come back and be like, well, I've been humping this one this week. Uh, I've been humping Asa Akira this week, and it was fucking awesome. Ryan, you can have the pocket <laughs> they gave me from Lovers for Valentine's Day last year. Yeah, I, I think I'm good on that. I don't even want to think about what you've done with that thing by now. It's too small for me. <laughs> is that is that too much information? Mi- mi- yes. Mr. Confidence over here. Yes. I'm, well, I'm serious. I've already put a hole in it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, now you can use it, right? <laughs> I really don't want that. All right. On that note. All right. Time for some metal news. Hooray. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so much metal news. Man, we haven't done a podcast for two weeks, so we got a lot of things to catch up do, on. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's try and make this relevant to some of the stuff that's going on this Da-na-na. week. Uh, the first story we'll do is uh, 1349's coming back uh, with Necrophagia. Uh, that we've known about this for a while, but I just wanted to reiterate it again. They're playing on the 15th at uh, Studio 7 at Club Sur. I didn't go to that aborted show last week because I w- felt like I wanted to die. 
But okay. how was Club Sir? It's I am pissed I missed that show. It's, you didn't go either. Okay, right, Kevin, it's just, a, it's just a big space that they can rent out for, I mean, it's got like a stage. You can rent it out for weddings. You can rent it in for personal events. I went on the website. It was all these like uh, jazz artists and everything and then aborted. <laughs> so was there like a, another show going on? No, or? no, no, no. Like on the show list calendar. Like it's all, so, it's nothing metal. And then Studio 7 rents it out. Uh, where is fine. it? Is it on Fourth Avenue, First Avenue? It's in that Soto area, right? Yeah, it's right there. next yeah. to that. Uh, how do you say it? Hero, Hero. Yeah, right yeah, next yeah. to that place. Why did uh? Why why wasn't it at By Starbucks? Was there something else at Studio Seven that night too? Uh, yeah, there was no a idea. pop punk show. I went over there and I walked in, and someone laughed at me, and they're like, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "I don't know. I thought it was here for aborted." And they're like, "No, Club told me where to go." Idiot. Yeah. I'm hanging at the pop punk show, uh, but yeah, we ain't got so no place Ian to go. Fuck you, Ryan. I would admit to it. We Although, ain't got no place to go, so let's go to the aborted show. Uh, Club Sir, huh? It's just that dance hall that they rent out, right down there. Panda dance floor. Did it get weird? It didn't get too weird. It got weird when uh, little Chris was hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. I love little Chris. Um, I but, wonder if little Chris listens to our podcast. There was quite the uh, weird safety meeting. It was me, <laughs> Brady Johnson, <laughs> oh, little God. Chris, hey man, and Cricket. Okay, <laughs> but you know it had to have been a fucking strong safety meeting if Cricket was there. Wait, no, Cricket wasn't involved in that one, but he was involved later. Yeah, he's a weed snob. Yeah, he came over to my house and dropped off some of that gelato before he went down to the show. So Yeah, he showed me some of that. It's bomb. I just looked at it, and I said, I'm not worthy. Uh, did you guys see that Ghost has got a third lead singer now? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I stopped paying attention after the second one, honestly. I Just to be honest with you. To be um, honest, I don't really care about that. That band. second record they put out was kind of just like, meh. I liked it. Yeah? But I didn't love it. I liked it. I love the first one though. The first one is fucking awesome. I want to find out who the first two guys were. What do you wait? What do you, what about that band like grabs you? What? Uh, it's catchy. It's uh, it's kind of typo ish. Uh, I don't know. Kind of music is like I've I've tried a couple. I've tried a couple of times like a few different songs of a few different albums, and I haven't heard anything that I've been like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into that. It, it's I, nothing that I've been like just, super it's bombed just pretty on, vintage but sounding. The first record's yeah. really groovy. Like it's catchy, and it's got like I I thought it had a, an interesting use of dynamics in mm-hmm. terms of like throwing in the heavy parts and then getting weird with the synth parts. Organ. From, that band caught me when I saw them play. Um, Here comes the sun. <laughs> By the mm-hmm. Beatles for the first time at Elcor's own. It was the creepiest shit I had ever seen in my life. Like the the ghost Here Comes the Sun cover mm-hmm. is awesome. You should check it out if you get a chance. But that's where they got me. So that's why I was into it. We met Ghost. Yeah. We met Ghost uh, before we were involved with you on Metal Shop, yeah. right? When we first started and we yeah. did a meet and greet and we got to bring people in to meet Ghost. It was like really our, cool. Our ticket winners. Yep. So have you ever been upstairs in that room? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Couple, in the green room. So yeah, what they yeah. did is they turned off all the lights and they had like one, or did they even have like a single light on in there? Yeah, they had a single light. So you walked in there and they were lined up in the room because there's like five dudes in Ghost plus the singer. So And they're all in black cloaks, black face. You can't see anything. So they walked in. We would walk in and you just walked along the line, shook hands, said hi, 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 hi. 
and you'd get a picture at the end, but it would only just be you and Papa Papa Emeritus because everybody else in the room was just covered in black. So it was you, Papa Emeritus, and five sets of eyeballs. That's all it Whoa. was in the background. And it looked awesome. It's one of my favorite memories of doing Metal Shop so far. So for me, that was that was really cool. And for them, that was important because they were just starting as a band, trying to get their hype right. and stuff. Now they've lived through that all, and they're still trying to carry on with it. They have a new record coming out. So and the, their you know third lead singer who is just trying to imitate being the same guy entity. Yeah. You know, it'd be like having three different odorous aranguses. You know why you are here tonight. This, this is their new video. Is now seven years into the Ghost Project. Seven long years of work. Two papas. Two albums, one gold. These are indeed some respectable numbers, but let me give you some others. Churches opened, zero. Governments toppled, zero. World leaders converted to the cause, zero. You call yourselves salesmen, masterminds? You have done! And don't play the music. The music is the very manifestation of his dark majesty. And don't blame this fine merchandise! What? It's a disgrace! Papa, too, has been let go. He is a miserable, wounded, and bitter old man, and he is washed up. But let's look forward now. This is a new piece of music. These are your new masks, and this is Papa Two's brother. He is a full three months younger. This man will take the band further than any of us could ever have imagined. Three months. I present to you now, Papa Emeritus, the third. Says Meliora, coming soon, August 21st. So. After that intro, with that intro, I was just waiting for the listen, all you motherfuckers. <laughs> that was about to go into like some, uh, what is that, like a crystal meth or an Apex Twin song from the Dracula 2000 soundtrack? Yep. Yep. So there it is, New Ghost, if you care. That's awesome. Uh, Hate Eternal is going to be coming to Seattle, obviously, on Saturday. If you follow Metal Shop, you know this is one of the biggest ones coming. Deicide, Hate Eternal. What's the uh, Entombed AD? Entombed AD. Uh, yeah, it's the Metal Alliance Tour. Every year they have, like, it seems like kind of a different genre switch. Like, the first year, I remember it was, like, Helmet and, no, it was, like, yeah, it was, like, Helmet and Crowbar. Every year is, like, a different style. They choose a style. style. of metal, yeah. Right. There was a black metal one with Behemoth and Inquisition. And 1349, but this one's like death metal now, and uh, we got Hate Eternal releasing a new album as well. Uh, it's going to be out on August 21st, and it's called Infernus, and if nothing else, you know it's going to be produced and like recorded really, really well, because Eric Rutan is f***ing awesome. That he knows what he's doing. insanely good. Yeah. Uh, this last week, Decibel uh, <clears throat> inducted Fear Factory's D Manufacture into their Hall of Fame. And we also found out that they were going to be, uh, they, Fear Factory, are releasing their ninth studio record on Nuclear Blast called Genexus on August 7th. So obviously Burton C. Bell and, and Dino Cazares and, uh, you know, the other members of that band, whoever they are at this point, 
And uh, so, yeah, new Fear Factory if you're into that. Huh. All right. Nine well, records. This is a good news story for anyone who's a metal musician and they want to get their uh, their music out there. Maybe just go be a studio musician, oh God, go tour so with someone weird. else. So weird. So uh, weird. It's, uh, yeah, it's a website where you can hire metal musicians and producers. Uh, and let me see here. It's called Metal for Hire. And you go there, and it has featured musicians like Bjorn Strid from Soilwork, Glenn Grover, Doc Coyle, uh, Dirk from Soilwork, John Howard from Threat Signal, Jason Bittner, John Gallagher from Raven. Yeah, there's uh, Tommy Jones, who's a producer for Slayer and Cataclysm. Shoot some videos for you. DJ Heavy Grinder, Disc Jockey. She's just really hot. And Zeus. You can hire Zeus. Services to be really hot. Uh, yeah. So you can go there, and I mean, that's on top of, like, Facebook ads that I've seen, especially from uh, studio drummer Kevin Talley, who uh, plays with Dying Fetus. Mm-hmm. He'll do any of your songs for 250 bucks. Really? You can get Kevin Talley to play drums for you for 250 bucks per song. That's that's a pretty damn good deal, dude. Is that weird, though? Is that weird at all? Why? I feel like it's slightly weird. That he's just, well, I guess they have their own quality control. Yeah. He can say no, I'm sure. But if you were just like, hey, Kevin Talley, come play drums, he'd be like, all right. But I'm sure you'd have to fly him out to wherever you are and all yeah. that other stuff. And the no, 250 no, it, plus it, per song, so he would do a whole album. He'd get No, he, he records all his own tracks himself at his home studio, and he just sends you the tracks. Really? Just wow. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, the um the dude from uh from Obscura... um. Got Hans, uh, God, what is his name? Uh, Hans Grossman, I think. Hans Grossman. I, I can't. I can't Hans pronounce. Hans Blinkman. Yeah. Anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> I, I know he does the same thing for Hans. for a much heftier price tag. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the way they do it these days. That's that's pretty cool. Two fifty. Two fifty. I'll do it for twenty five. <clears throat> I love uh, the drums. Remember for- when Mia Khalifa was wearing that Maruda shirt? Of course. That's why I How remember I that band now. Uh, they're from Florida. They got a new uh. uh LP, 17 songs. It's streaming. It's called Remain Dystopian. Um, it's got... Well, they did it in a couple different places. Uh, they worked with Scott Hall. They worked with uh, Jonathan Nunez from Torch and a couple other guys. So um, they're going to be going all up and down the East Coast, not coming to, to Seattle anytime soon. But the whole record is free. It's out on Relapse Records. If you like Maruda, can Google it. Google it, motherfucker. You know how to find it. This is 2015, bitch. All right, so this is kind of a new, old news story, but we haven't done a podcast in a couple weeks, so f*** it. Uh, Metallica, th- last week, it went super viral. It's uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets, but the Saint Anger version, because they- God uh, damn it. They added the snare sound of Saint Anger to Master of Puppets. No. Here it comes, wait for it. Wait for the break, wait for the break. <laughs> oh, this is such a bummer. Wait for the do cat do cat do cat. It sounds like those drummer dudes that play out of bike, like Pike Place Market. Sounds Playing like on Capitol Hill Bucket Guy. Yeah. God, that sucks. Tim, Tim, I know you're listening to this motherfucker, and I know you love Lars. Explain this. I, I can't 
can't get high enough to like this man. It's so rock. It's so visceral. It's so punk rock. Hey, you guys have millions of fucking dollars. I just see Brian's just like grimacing. I can't do it, dude. I can't do it anymore. You're rickering it right now. What's up, bro? God, I wish I got paid a lot of money to do that like he did. Anyway. Metallica. Saint Anger. Re Reinforcing the whole, what the f***? Factor of that record. Wait. Uh, I think we mentioned this before, but Soil Work has a new record coming out. Uh, they're going to be going on tour also. Let's see. Uh, they're going to be calling it the Tour Majestic. Oh, that's in Europe. Do, 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 do. They're playing Seattle October 3rd at Studio 7. And they have a new record called The Ride Majestic coming out late August, uh, August 28th on Nuclear Blast. I really, really, really like that last Soil Work record, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully this new one will be majestic. I just, oh god damn it! <laughs> I I just like melodic death metal, man. Yeah, I like Soil Work. They're doing it right. One of the bands that gets the singy part right, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And he can actually pull it off live, which even I have more respect for. And they're awesome live. Yeah. And somebody's got to keep doing it right because In Flame sure as hell isn't. God damn it! You had to bring up the IF word. No. Uh, Agalock is going to be going through on a tour through Seattle, and it's going to be at the Crocodile on June 17th. So should go to that, man. Going to be playing Vancouver, B.C. the next night. Agalock's too cool for us, though. At a place called Venue. <laughs> I love that venue. <laughs> it's not a venue, bro. It's a club. <clears throat> it's Jungle, called Venue. Jungle Rot's got a new record coming out. They're playing Mayhem Fest. We played it on Metal Shop a couple days ago. The song is it's called... Chunky. Uh, Paralyzed Prey. Their new record's called Order Shall Prevail, coming out June 30th, just in time for Mayhem Fest. Funny how that works. Uh, do you guys want to hear a little bit? Sure. Yeah, sure, man. I'm into it. Like I said, uh, on Metal Shop, Metal Sucks said these guys are the kings of fat guy death metal. Ooh. Ignorant fat guy death metal. Chunky. People will be banging their heads. Hey, Ryan. Yo. Don't you wish we could write easy riffs like that and get rich? Yeah. And famous? Big time. You know. Victory Records. I almost feel like Jungle Rod and Crowbar would be a good tour together. I can see that going together. Dude, I like it. I do like that band. I've always kind of liked Jungle Rod, so I'm pumped to see them on Mayhem Fest. But listen to that. How much thought went into that sh**? That's like a Lars drum beat too. Lars needs to stop infecting metal. Yeah, I said it, Tim. There's Jungle Rot. It's gonna be a good new record. Cool. Still locked into that Victory Records contract. Dragon Force. Hey, yo, you guys owe us three more records. Yeah, 
Dragon Force. You better write some idiotic riffs. Reveals new DVD in the line of fire. Uh, it's going to be out on July 10th. It's got uh, footage of the band in their headline show at 2014's Loud Park Festival in Saitama Super Arena in Japan. There is not. Oh, let's play a piece of this. Hammers. I'm going to skip to the good part, the solo at the end. All right. Like a town? Oh. Oh, wait, here we go. They're playing at the show box. When are they playing? December 3rd. Jesus. <laughs> I guess with, it's that time of the year, though. With Camelot. You know, you know we're totally going to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get Herman to sign my whammy pedal. Get Herman to sign my whammy pedal, eh? I'll get Herman to sign my herpes. Whoa! Oh, no. Hey, check out what I got. It's big enough to sign. <laughs> oh, no. But you never seen that <laughs> before, and he's like, oh, yeah, check this out. I would have loved to have seen Dragon Force in like 2001. I remember, I think, K KJRG played them. Remember they played them on the morning f***ing show? It was the Fury of the Storm. Uh, they played them on the morning show on okay. KGRG, here's and then the it got requested all the time. Here's the hypocrisy of the dumb f*** that ran our radio station when we were in college. He would go, hey, here's this hugely popular song that we know everyone wants to hear, but nobody else gets to play it except for us. So all of the rest of you f***ing DJs have to deal with getting that request all day yep. and telling them no and we get to be the only ones that are cool enough to play it because we're on in the morning <laughs> you <laughs> it's pretty bad i just had to say that i had to get that off my chest fair enough but uh i'll, I'll go see i'll go see dragon force dude i don't care man first time i saw dragon force is the weirdest lineup i've ever seen in my life it was dragon force cynic and uh god what was the name one of those big singy bands the guy that sounds like justin timberlake um, really? It, it was a weird, weird bill. And as soon as LL Cool J, as soon as Cynic let, as soon as Cynic finished, half the audience left, and the other half just kind of like, filled well, in. Well, we got what we came for. <laughs> See you later. Uh, Niall's got a new record coming out. Speaking of uh, records that are actually fucking good, yeah, uh, coming out August twenty eighth. Also on Nuclear Blast Records, it's called "What Should Not Be Unearthed," and based on George Colias's recent. Endeavors. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, Soilworks coming out with a new album called The Ride Majestic. It's their 10th studio album coming out August 28th, 2015 on Nuclear Blast. Should be pretty sweet. Uh, did you guys see that Arch Enemy's uh, headlining Summer Slaughter, but Summer Slaughter's not coming to Seattle this year? That is so weak. I, weak. Saw, I saw the lineup and I was weak. like, all right, this sounds pretty rad. Yeah. And uh, the people at Studio 7 have been hosting Summer Slaughter for... At years. least the last five, six, seven, eight, Jeez. nine, ten years. But apparently not this year. Either that or it's just straight up skipping the Northwest. It ends, it goes from uh, Tennessee to Texas to Arizona to California, and then it stops. So unless, and it stops the same day as painting the grass. So unless we get some updated dates after the fact, and this has been out for a couple weeks so I don't think we're going to get anything. Unless something happens, 
It's just not coming here. Yeah. That's a monster lineup, too. Like, Arch, there are some good effing bands. Arch Enemy, Obscura, Cattle Decap, Born of Osiris, Veil of Maya, The Acacia Strain, and After the Burial. And freaking Beyond Creation, and beyond creation. Man, That band is so good. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bands not coming here. So, but what that means, though, is that Arch Enemy will, and maybe any of those other bands, they they don't necessarily owe us a show, but in their minds, they're like, well, we didn't go to the Northwest this summer, so maybe they'll come during the fall. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe on their own time, on their own tours, which I wouldn't be that mad about either. Well, uh, Slayer's going to be releasing their new album, Repentless. It's their 11th studio record, uh, and it's going to be released on September 11th, which is the... <coughs> which is the uh, <laughs> that day that day that God hates us all was released and uh, that day that other thing happened yeah that other thing uh, but it's been reported last week actually that Kerry King said that uh, he was offended by the offer that Rick Rubin put on the table to record the new Slayer record and that's why they didn't go with Rick Rubin. He was offended by... Alright, so here's the quote from Kerry King that he did just in a recent interview. He said, Solidarity is far stronger than jumping ship and going somewhere else. I thought we'd still be on American. But when we got the offer from American, I was insulted. To me, that to me just said, good luck, you're not going to have good luck here anymore. So we found our new friends at Nuclear Blast. Tom Araya goes on to say, it was more like he broke the news to us. When we started this record, it was on the pretext that we'd be working with Rick, but things didn't pan out. We've sort of moved on. Hmm. That's breaking off a 15, 20-year partnership there, isn't it? So maybe Rick Rubin was like, yeah, you guys aren't really Slayer anymore, so pay me. (laughs) And it didn't work out. Uh, While we're talking about Slayer, just today they announced that they're going to be releasing a completely steel metal version of their new record, Repentless. Really? So you can buy, and if you go to the Metal Shop p- Facebook, I posted this earlier, you can see it. Um, they post it there, they've got a pre-order for 3,000 pieces Whoa. worldwide, and this thing's going to weigh 7 pounds of pure die-cast metal. <laughs> it's going to be 15 inches wide by 17 inches tall, 3 inches deep. You're basically buying a huge die-cast metal Slayer plaque. And getting the new record, it like comes inside of it. That's cool, man. So it's 180 bucks, and you better get it now because it's going to be gone soon if you want it. So you can buy a big-ass Metal Slayer plaque. Okay, <clears throat> here's something I want to talk about. And just be honest because we're sitting here right now. I feel like this new Slayer record's not going to be a good record. No way. You, you don't think so? I don't think so. Remember that first song that we heard? Well, here here's... And I, I like I, I, I want to hear your reasons. I all. don't I don't want to think that. I'm just afraid that that's what's going to happen. I don't want Slayer to put out Reload. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a stinker. And here's why. Um that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I, think it's going to be any good. I I think I think Jeff wrote the bulk of the riffs. I really do. I think that uh I I know Carrie King claims that he's the guy. But I, I, I don't know, man. I really think that Jeff was the main creative force behind a lot of those really killer Slayer riffs. And I think that if they had let Gary Holt do more of the writing, 
I think it could have been a much stronger record because look at look at what Exodus has been doing for the last couple of years. Exodus has been consistently popping out great riffs and well, great records. It's been getting darker. The the Exodus stuff has been yeah. getting darker and heavier. The songs have been getting longer. They've be they've been becoming more Slayer esque. Yeah, they've been and, and it's it's awesome. And I think that uh but I don't think that get, I have a feeling that Gary didn't have much to do with the songwriting yeah, exactly. process. And I, I have a feeling that what happened was he kind of walked into the studio and Kerry King was like, okay, here's the new record. You need to right. learn how to play this. We've talked about this a couple of times, and I'm just trying to combine the last few conversations we right. had into this one. Especially the one thing that struck me the most is when Kerry King came out a, about a month ago and said, uh, we're not using any of the Jeff Hanneman riffs for this record. That he wrote for it. Right. And that's when I was just like, man... Effing up. I don't. Yeah. Well, the, I don't the, know what to say. Can the, I give my opinion on it? Well, I, I, please yeah, do. Yeah, go, go for it. I think uh, I, I think that I give a little bit of credit to Kerry King. He has some good songs. He doesn't have the best songs like Jeff Hanneman. I'm curious as what it sounds like. I don't think it'll necessarily be the best Slayer record, but I don't think it'll be. I mean, Diabolus and Musica. I think it'll probably be better than that. Right. Well, I. I think that bringing Paul Bostaff back into the fold might actually help it out a little bit. See, this bit. is where you and I agree, and I think this is where we have disag- or disagreed, rather. Be- because I, I think I liked the records that Bostaff did more than I liked the records that Lombardo did. Huh. And I know that's that's like a super sacrilegious thing in, in Metal World, but I, I think I really like Bostaff's drumming a lot more. Yeah? I think his fills are a lot m- more creative. I think he, he does... He goes in better directions with the music. I think he has a better sense of what to put where. And I think he works better in Slayer than Lombardo. See, I always thought Lombardo was the timepiece, man. I yeah. always thought he was the metronome. And yeah. I feel it's the other way around. I thought Paul Bostaff was like the more punk guy. Yeah. Like the less accurate guy. No, that's yeah. that's Lombardo. Lombardo is the more punk guy. Well, I'm, I'm saying in terms of like style and not being yeah. like a timepiece in the band. As the drummer, your job is to keep time. Right. That's your job. I don't know. I just... Dave Lombardo is one of my favorite drummers of all time, so I guess right. I'm just a little no, bit no, biased. No, and, and I understand that, and I think I think Lombardo is an absolutely incredible drummer. I'm not taking that away from him. I, I like a lot of the other stuff that he's done as well. Like like the work that he did with Phantomos was fantastic, and just like all the weird stuff that he's done, it's, it's great. And uh, But I, I think... And I'm not trying to take away... From him in Slayer, and right, I'm not saying that not. he's yeah. not a good drummer. I'm not trying to take away from yeah. Paul Bostaff either. But. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm just saying I, I, I thought God hates us all was one of the strongest Slayer records, it and I thought the like drummer drumming in that was so on top. The riffing on this, when the stillness comes, which is the song we're playing right now, reminds me a lot of the God hates us all record. But remember, it just never picks up. Yeah, it just never does. Yeah, it's this riff the whole time. You just keep waiting for it to just drop into right. something really heavy, heavy, and thrash, and you just like go there, you know? It sounds like a jungle rock riff. Yeah, it sounds like the song we just heard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the argument, man. Like, <clears throat> back to another conversation we had a few podcasts ago. If this is the song they're releasing for the first song on the record, I mean, usually you you come out with the heat, man. Like, you bring the best, most rippings, interesting, hooking song. Like, these yeah. guys aren't new to the music business. They know what the f*** to do. And they know what their fans want. Right. Well, 
Well, I mean, you would assume, you would hope. Just confusing me. We saw what happened to Metallica. Yeah, true. Well, we'll see. 9-11. I mean, it's still Slayer, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the argument that I make to everyone at the end of the day, man. It's it's f***ing Slayer. Right. And that's where you think it's going to pick up? Just waiting for it. Get ready to headbang. There's 20 seconds left of the song. Yeah, because you drop in. They walked up to the edge of the half pipe and just kind of stood, looked down, and didn't do anything. Wow. That's a gnarly analogy. Yeah. But yeah, man. But that's something I did want to talk about. It's uh, Slayer, Megadeth, Black Sabbath replacing all their members. Man, I'm just going to be on the lookout of the next metal show I'm at for some big, gnarly, meathead metal guy to walk up and just be like, You think Lombardo sucks? Screw you! I heard you say Beardo. (laughs) Suck it. Suck it, Trebek. So, uh, speaking of sucking it, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Children of (laughs) of of Bodom has parted ways with their guitarist, Rup Latvala. Uh, After 12 years of being in the band, uh, Rup is no longer with them, uh, says there's no bad blood, and it will not affect their upcoming show or new album. It's apparently going to be heavy as shit. And the first comment on Metal Sucks, someone said, they should get Jester Stormbland. From Dude, wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. I don't know if you'd do that, though, because he's trying to so hard to be sober. And Alexi is... Yeah. Very not, not that. sober. <clears throat> Plus, I think he's doing a cool thing with uh, the Resistance right now. You okay, know you can make a lot of money that Which way. Which goes on to say... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if these big bands do break up, that's the argument. That's So someone on, on Metal Sucks posted last week, like, metal branding has become too important. And that's why I even brought that question up last time. It's like... These bands try so hard to hold on to their names, but I feel like the point that he missed on, because he was trying to advocate for bands like breaking up once you've lost your original members or whatever. Right. The thing is, though, is that once you break that band up and the name goes away, instantly whatever second band you go to is like 75% down on the scale. You're not making any money. No one cares who you are. Yep. Like, remember when Newstead was making that huge push on his records? Yeah. And, uh... Like, as much as I loved him and him doing that and seeing that, it didn't really do shit because it was just Newstead band. Yeah. And not part of him joining something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So if one of the dudes was to break away and start a side band, he'd be like, oh, I'm the dude from Children of Bodom. You'd always have that shit tagged to you. Yeah. No matter where you go. So I want to find out here. And you said about 13, 13 years he's been in, in the band now? Yeah. 12 years. Uh, Rob, he's been in the band since 2002, which was right. Okay, so yeah, so he years. was he was in the band for Hate Crew Death Roll, which was the last good record they put out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just yeah. to be honest, Blood Drunk was okay, but that's when they started doing weird like fucking Britney Spears covers and shit like that. That's when Alexi decided that cocaine was awesome. He was like, "Hey, let's make some money." So. Mm, we'll find out. I just Who remember the band. You remember that cover of Guitar World magazine with Alexi, Zach Wild, and Steve Vai, and Alexi's got the broken arm in a cast. Mm-hmm. Man, 
It's like, man, what the flip, dude? Like, See what you did to yourself? Get it together. You yeah. are, you have the potential to be a fucking guitar god. And I remember reading in that article too, he was talking about that song, Are You Dead Yet? And how about that was like him looking in the mirror and saying, all right, well, I need to stop drinking and partying because I keep screwing up and now I have a broken arm and I'm going to be sober now for a while. And it's very much not the case. So, no. I <clears throat> I like the dude. I think he's a great player. I, I just wish he... I'll never forget, like, two years ago, maybe three years ago, when we interviewed... I think it was two years ago, when we yeah. interviewed Children of Bodom at Mayhem Fest. Yeah. And it was, like, noon, and it was the first interview we had was Children of Bodom. And Kevin was like, I don't really think Kevin thought about this ahead of time. It was like, hey, man, what's in your cup? And he, like, got super sheepish and was like... Just looked and sounded hella guilty and was like, oh, man, I'm having a beer. <laughs> and we were I just like, like, oh, oh awesome, deal? dude. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. And, and Sorry, he just man. sounded hella guilty because it's been a thing where he, like, went out publicly and was like, all right, I'm not going to drink anymore. All this shit, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. he's the dude he'd be falling down at parties, breaking his fucking arm, yeah. doing shit like that. And I was just, I wanted to be like, dude, don't go <laughs> ask him that What's in your cup, Alki? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, 15 shots of rum. Can't you lay off Straight. it? Straight. Just for a minute. What's your problem, man? Why can't you leave the booze alone? You should have just held him a sharp. Just, just like, been your like dad. dude, you want to X up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> dude. And you were the one who sent him spiraling down <laughs> some <laughs> up trail. If this new Children and Bottom record isn't any good, blame <laughs> Kevin. Uh, Kevin took uh, uh, Alexi back to his childhood. He kicked him off the wagon. You just like your daddy. What's in the cup? Fucking <laughs> beer, man. That's what I would have said. You want some? <laughs> anyway, so we just talked about Papa Emeritus and all those dudes who are trying to be the misfits. Honestly, is the is the real fucking truth? Oh, we're going to put on skull paint. Pretend we're not trying to be fucking Glenn Danzig. The truth is that Glenn Danzig, for the first time in twenty five years this week or thirty five years, donned. The Misfits Makeup. Yeah, that's crazy. So he's got an upcoming Danzig cover record, which is kind of cool. So it's going to be him doing Danzig songs. Like you, you're not you're covering yourself, dude. Like what? No, yeah. no, he's going to be doing all kinds of covers. Oh, he's so be it's doing not like just Elvis. Okay, okay, and okay, okay, stuff okay. like that. Okay, in mm. which case that's cool. But it's him with his shirt off, which is kind of gross. Can you just cut the tits off the bottom of that photo so I don't have to see his nipples? Nice tits. You don't like the uh, Dan nips? Nah, man. It's just weird. It's you, not 1993 anymore. Just end that shit. But he's got the skull painting photo, and he looks super creepy, dude. Like, ten times creepier than he does as just Scully Danzig. Yeah. So you he know, said... His um, forehead's getting way bigger. The Danzig cover record's gonna be called Skeletons, <laughs> and he said it's the first time <laughs> in Skullface since Misfits 79, 1980. What a trip. See you uh, on tour. I feel like that's it's kind of sad that that's the most exciting thing Danzig's done in like the last five years. Probably like that's, that's that. gotten a lot of attention, you know? Yeah, well, he broke the internet, man. Still not Kim, Kim Kardashian's ass. What? Is that too much? Well, come on, talk about breaking the internet. That's what their whole goal was. Oh, I'm, I'm Danzig. I'm going to break the internet with my fucking skull face. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was uh, looking a little ahead to this next news story with dying fetus being the talk of the Netherlands. Oh, God. I saw <laughs> what? that. 
So, uh, Dutch gynecologist Bertho Niebor. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Uh, Say that again. Bertho, <laughs> Bertho Niebor. He's a gynecologist. <laughs> the band's Jesus name Christ. is on the poster for the upcoming Fort Rock Festival, <laughs> and Niebor believes pregnant women should not have the idea of a dying fetus put in their head. Um, the posters. Okay, so this is a quote from Dar Gerglander. The posters <laughs> hang among others around the hospital. If someone like a child is lost, it can be very intense to see a large band name. A child's loss is very significant. You know, I I get where he's coming from. It's dying fucking fetus. Yeah. Can we have a new segment where Kevin just reads Scandinavian names? Neighbor. <laughs> Only if he's yeah. eating Lutefisk while he's doing it. Sounds like I'm in the Black Lodge. I don't want to be in the same room as Lutefisk. <laughs> Speaking of the Black Lodge, did you see that um, that Tweed's Cafe in North Bend is going to get that complete re remakeover back to nice. the, the 90s feel, like the wood paneling? And, nice. Like, have you, you've been there in the last year. I still haven't been to yeah. Tweed's. I've never you haven't? Oh, you got to go to Tweed's. I know, man. I'm screwed up. I feel but, like we need to take a metal shop field trip. I'm, I'm down. so down. That's right by the gun pit where I go shooting at. That's right we where uh, dude from Sanctuary works there. Yeah. Yep. Should do a giveaway. Um, but Kevin, you've been in there. Fans. It's like light blue in there. Like, what the f***? It's just completely different. Yeah, and it's like half you know. Tweety Bird themed. It's kind of yeah, awkward. It's weird. So they're going to restore it completely to uh, its old glory so they can, they can refilm, or not refilm, but film new episodes of uh, Twin Peaks in there. Uh, you guys have seen D- Dillinger Escape Plan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. That band's pretty bonkers. They go off all the time and uh, kind of just reckless abandon, obviously. Uh, ben Wyman is a dude that's probably got injured a lot of f***ing times. Yeah. And so what happened is this last couple weeks, over these last couple weeks, he broke his finger in two places right at the fingertip and kept playing a show anyway. And here is the quote from his post online. Uh, this, ladies and gents, is my fingertip broken into three pieces. Doctor, quote, what did you do after it happened? Why didn't you go to the hospital? Me, I played a show. I'm a guitar player. Doctor, quote, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? So Ben Wyman broke his, oh, dude, and it, are you seeing this picture? Yeah, let, let it's me see just that, annihilated. Like the tip, his first fingertip is just in crushed right there. Oh, that can't be comfortable. How are you going to pick your nose? How are you going to scratch your butt? How are you gonna do? Uh, how are you gonna do anything? How are you gonna roll a cigarette? How are you? I don't roll cigarettes. I played a show. I'm a guitar player, and <laughs> it's his right pinky finger. I'd like. Gnarly. I'd like to think you said that really matter of factly. Just like, wh- what the hell was I supposed to I, do? This is my idiot? job. It's my job. So are we gonna listen to this uh, drowning pool version uh, of bodies with Macho Man Randy Savage on vocals? Have you heard Hopefully. it? Yet? I haven't. Oh my god! Let me skip ahead a little bit. Oh, here, let me turn it off. It's a remix. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
special man that a microphone swinger. Three. One time, ladies, here we go. Get your hands in the air if you're ready for the show. One. Ha. From the floor to the ceiling, DJ Goose Rock the whole damn building. Yeah. Everybody on the right. Yeah. I gotta skip that part. This Yep, that's about it. As much as I'm gonna play that. So, let the... Man, he's dead. That, yeah, <laughs> we can't Dude, play what that. the f? Uh, Gnarly. So there's that. I liked it. That that was almost as good as the Seinfeld. You sound like you're a fucking ninety year old smoker. Right Shut now. up. <laughs> Stop <laughs> smoking, water. Kevin. No. So Devin Townsend writes like five thousand songs a day. How does that guy pull that shit off? Accurate. Very carefully. Uh, so he's going to be putting out a autobiographical book. And what he's going to do, and since he's moved on to the, the editing stage, which for him is probably pretty intense, uh, his tweet this last week said, So the autobiography I've been working on comes with an acoustic EP I'm going to record. Six or seven songs. Any requests? So when you get the book, you'll get an acoustic EP. Nice. You can put huh. it on and listen along while you read. That's kind of cool. Sing along songs. That is cool. I can't wait to read about the Steve Vai years. That must have been wild. Uh, that dude's going to put out a good book. Yeah, tell you that man. much. Uh, if you want to check out a pretty funny video, you can check out Guar interviewing for a job at Vice's Noisy, which is like the Vice music blog and uh, website. You, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Guar invading Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So it's it's the Noisy Staffers and it's the Sexecutioner, Jizmac, and a slave. They roll into the building. Yep. Uh, they got a lot of pictures, and uh, let's see what they have to say. More about the job. I mean, what kind of like do we do? Horse one day and midgets another day, or <laughs> it's kind of like that, except it, it it's just mainly about music, and there's no whores oh, or midgets involved. Noisy meets Quar. Quar stopped in device to interview for an editor position at Noisy. We in the right place. They all just fell out of the van. Walking up the stairs. Slaves chained to desks. The reception staff doesn't look like they know what's going on. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Great. We we have an interview. Sexecutioner myself. All right. Yeah. All right. We're here today. We're your new bosses. This whole side of the room is fired. They're speaking to the cafeteria. (laughs) What are you people looking at? Yeah, you guys have a dental plan here? Because this really hurts. I need... (laughs) Where's the vice? We need need crack. We need coffee. We need babies. Okay, so... Don't destroy things. Are you ready for your interview? Yes. Yeah, you're ready. Oh, it's a montage. Uh, you managed to make it. Well, we didn't have much That's on our cool. plate today. 
Hi, oh, I'm Eric. I am the sex executioner. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> and this, I mean, this would be Jismac, aka the Gusher. Jismac is my Jismac. Oh, oh, watch out! Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a bear! I, it, it's, it's, that's oh, for effect. So this is uh, a position for one person. <laughs> uh, so how could two people do it? Well, we would take turns. Very inefficiently. And you can pay us not in your... <laughs> Not in your worthless fake currency, but direct deposit crack rock, preferably. Crack rock. Or we like to get paid in fish sometimes. That works. I'll need to check with accounting to see if we can still do that over the, the wire system. Tell me, um, what are some of your strengths? Oh, we're strong as <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll wrestle that bear. <laughs> what are some of your weaknesses? Probably interviews. <laughs> How do you define success? I think our failure is probably our greatest success. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, wh what is the kind of music that you listen to and, you know, how are you staying up on the scene? I mean, from the dinosaurs to, uh, you know, Nirvana, Burl Ives, Lady Gaga, like we've given all of those beautiful artists to the world by creating music. So you, you know, have ourselves. created all music. Yeah. I mean, Barry Manilow, you know, he co-wrote some stuff. Look, if, I know we're going to get the job because it's not. You're going to die. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming in. Well, the pleasure's all yours. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. thank you so yes. much. Yeah, great Absolutely. to meet you. See you on Monday. I'm not talking to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish I'd seen that before I did my interview, <laughs> goes, man. Uh, we know we're not going to get the job, so you're going to die. <laughs> uh, I wish I had said that, was that awesome. of my job interviews. I intentionally want to go. rock. I think now, from in my free time for fun, I'm just gonna go do job interviews at jobs that I know I don't want. Dude, send me in. Oh, dude, we could just go Middle, off and, middle Metalhead like, does uh, job interview. We need to get like one of those GoPro cameras, like one of those button cameras you can put on your shirt where they don't know you. Oh filming. man, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> be great. Wonderful. Selfie sticks. What? My dad has one. Is that weird? <laughs> my dad has a selfie stick. He was like, check this out. Uh, it's something a dad would get. But yeah. he, w the cool thing is he uses it when he's on his motorcycle. Cool. So he's got it like held out. So he's like got the bike and all the scenery <laughs> looking like a badass motherfucker. That's pretty cool, man. Hell yeah. Literally badass motherfucker. I would just use it when I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> Hey world, check this out. Uh, I'm just mm. playing. Kind of. It's like Michael Sarah <laughs> in The World Ends. Or the World's End. I've wasted so much cocaine on you people. What? Uh, Maidens, Dickinson. Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Bruce Dickinson is in Air Djibouti. Djibouti. It's called Djibouti. Djibouti. It's a small no nation located in the Horn of Africa. Oh, yeah. Horny. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The joke is that... Dickinson is in Djibouti. Uh, That's the fucking joke, okay? So okay. he's in Africa and he's down there doing charitable work. Okay. And Dickinson's in Djibouti. There's the fucking joke. If you don't laugh, <laughs> suck at Djibouti. Oh, man, that wasn't funny when you had to explain it. Well, sh you gotta fucking lay it out for people, man. It's not always easy. Cool. All right, Lazarus AD drummer uh, Ryan Schuttler found dead this week at age 28. Dude, bummer. I'm um, obviously a complete 180 in vibes, but uh, the details surrounding his death have not been disclosed. Uh, it's said it's being it, it's being said he had a heart attack, but when you're 28, 
You don't just have a heart attack. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, it's it's obviously tragic, so uh, rest in peace to Ryan Shuttler from Lazarus AD. And our thoughts go out to that guy because that band was and is like awesome. a touring force, too. They did a lot of stuff. That's terrible. Road dogs Rest for in sure. peace. And now it's time for something that's a little bit more emotional, a little bit more thoughtful. Right now in Metal Shop, too hot, Metal Shop's Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio. Ian's going to be dissecting the lyrics by a band called Ingested from a song titled This Disgusting Revelation off the album The Surreption, released in 2011. Ian, take it away. I want you to die. I want to be there for your final breath. As your heart stops pumping blood, as your body cries out for death. You are my betrayer. The truth is out, you can't f***ing admit. Cause if your skin was made of glass, you'd see you're full of shit. You're bleeding your lies, you'll never tell one more. You'll beg to f*** me, that won't save you, you disgusting whore. You think you're in control. You're not controlling me. Just shut your f***ing mouth. You want to exist. I will be free. You f***ing piece of shit. I will be free. I am the one with his hand on the trigger. Just make one f***ing move. I'll decorate this place with your face. The monster that I've become, all because of you. This creature on the outside has come from the inside. It won't rest because it's obsessed with watching your soul die. I'll watch you die. The only way you'll leave, you slag, is in a zipped up body bag. Ian, that was really creepy. And really f***ed up. Sorry, I hope that's not too realistic. It was pretty real. And when you snap, I think those are the things that you're going to say. See, that's f***ed up. Because <laughs> if that ever does happen, CNN's going to go, Hey, remember that time Ian did brutal poetry and said that <laughs> <laughs> We got the proof right here! But they'll edit this part out. Jesus. Is that re- this is weird. Yeah. This is we're, so no, we're dark. Good. We're going to have good. to do something really not conventional next week. It's all good. Ugh. Which anyway, episode was this? Number 55, I do believe. Uh-huh. And earlier today, I posted up the after the fallout uh, interview on our interview or on the ba- uh, Backstage Pass podcast page as its own individual entity. So cool. if you want to listen to the after the fallout with their new songs and stuff, it's already up. We're not going to put it at the end of this podcast. We're all going to put it. We're not, we ain't going to, because this is already an hour long. Jesus Christ, yeah. you've been here for an hour. If you made it this far, then you really deserved the disgusting revelation. Wait. No, I got here at 7. It's oh, not, wait. Yeah. Then I had to wait 40 minutes. <laughs> hey, f- you, man. <laughs> I'm just playing. <sighs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Vape pen. Jesus Christ. Things happen when we don't do our podcast on Saturdays. Anyway, we'll we'll see you guys next week for episode number 56. Last words, gentlemen. Um, Party on. Thumbs up. I get to sleep in a bed soon. Hooray! Yay! All right, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.